Dean is on assignment, but Chicago's very own, actually our Arlington Heights' very own, Cindy Perlman is with us. She's out in Las Vegas, writes for the Las Vegas Review out there, also covers entertainment for the New York Times. And uh, Dean left us his review of Creed Three, Cindy, but uh, you have some info about Jonathan Majors. Tell us about him. You know, uh, happy Friday, Bob. And Jonathan Majors is everywhere these days. But the cool thing was he was crying on Hollywood Boulevard the other day. And not because of the Creed reviews, because they're all really good. But he inducted Michael B. Jordan into the Walk of Fame. And Mike George, his best friend now, he said, and Jonathan Majors said it was a long way getting to induct Michael B. Jordan because Majors had it really tough. He grew up with a stepdad who got out of jail, uh, had to wear an ankle monitor, the stepdad tried out hmm. for the Dallas Cowboys and was sort of an example of dreams that did not come true. And then Majors himself got in trouble in high school for fighting, lived in the car for a while. But hmm. then one day he saw an ad for auditioning for Yale Drama School, and he did it, and he got in. And, you know, for everybody who's ever had a dream and thought they couldn't do it, this guy had everything against him, and one good thing happened, and, and look at where he is now. Yeah, he's had a pretty, uh, a pretty successful career, hasn't he? He's an Ant-Man. He's Kang the Conqueror, the new bad guy of all the Avengers world now. He's going to be in all the upcoming ones. And then Creed is getting rave reviews. People are saying the boxing scenes are some of the best that have ever been filmed ever, directed by Michael B. Jordan. And uh, talking about the movies, uh, uh, were you surprised that Cocaine Bear uh, did as well as it did at the box office? I think a lot of folks are just curious uh, about the weird reviews, don't you think? <laughs> You know, they expected Cocaine Bear to make $20 million. It made twenty three, twenty four, which is huge. When anything exceeds expectations in Hollywood, it's a big hit. And it's it's so funny. Everyone thought, what is this? So they went to see it. And Elizabeth Banks, the actress turned director, said the best part is she's doing all these interviews. And people are asking about what it was like to work with the bear. Was the bear <laughs> difficult? Did the bear have agents? Will the bear be in Cocaine Bear 2? And there is no bear, everybody. It's all CGI. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. Uh, a couple of uh, interesting things coming to a TV near you. Uh, first, let's talk about uh, Daisy Jones and Daisy Jones and the Six. Daisy Jones and the Six starts this weekend with three episodes on Amazon Prime. And if you're a fan of Fleetwood Mac and know a little about their story, you're really going to like it. It's the story of a band, six guys. These are the six. They're from Pittsburgh. Egotistical lead singer, then goes to Hollywood, gets paired by a manager with Daisy Jones, who's a total Stevie Nicks type. But she's a, I mean, she's also like Stevie Nicks, an amazingly talented songwriter. So it becomes sort of a contest between who's the real lead singer of this band. And then they really like each other, but he's married. So, and is a little baby. So it's a problem. And he claims all of their energy is on stage, but you could tell they're falling in love. But great show set in the 70s, mostly in L.A. And the big thing with Daisy Jones is this band is huge and breaks up at Soldier Field one night and their biggest concert yet. They come to Chicago and everything hits the fan. And then they have this huge show at Soldier Field. And uh, Riley Keough is in this, uh, isn't he? Riley Keough, mom is the very... is. Uh, very sad story, Lisa Marie, who just passed, and her grandfather's Elvis, 
and she's never sung before. And the, there's a soundtrack that dropped yesterday, which is all her and Sam Claflin, the actor who plays Billy, the other lead singer. And it's amazing. The songs are great. They were written by Phoebe Bridgers, Marcus Mumford, and Jackson Brown, who mm. treated this like they were writing a Fleetwood Mac album. But mm. I got to say, it makes you want to listen to Fleetwood Mac all day. So it's just that sort of 70s sound and really, really good songs though from the soundtrack. Riley, Lisa Marie's daughter, I stand corrected there. And later this year, Stranger Things fans have something to watch, don't they? Yeah, funny, they're doing a play in the West End in London called Stranger Things, The First Shadow. And they're trying it out there first. I'm sure it'll probably come to Broadway, but it's a, it's the prequel origin story of the Winona Ryder character, the mom, and Jim Hopper, the David Haybor character, when they were teenagers in that small town, and what happened and how this monster was created and what kind of freaky things they saw as kids. So that that starts, and they're saying that the play might have some secrets that tell us about the very, very end of Stranger Things, how it'll all work out eventually. You know, we watched, I think, the first season, and then somewhere in the second season, we kind of dropped out. There's just too much on TV. Can't keep up with all, all these shows. Uh, there's, there's another Netflix show uh, that we should mention here, and uh, this is Rob Lowe's project, isn't it? I love Rob Lowe. He's such a nice guy. Rob was one of the first people I ever interviewed ever when I was 12, starting to do this. And he's doing a show with his son, John Owen Lowe. They work together on 911 Austin. His son's a writer. But this show, they're both in it, and it's called Unstable. And it's about a narcissistic, eccentric, famous father who doesn't really get along with his son because he's very different. But they have an emotional trauma. They have to get together. And it's a sort of father-son story, but a comedy coming to Netflix at the end of March. All right. And we'll watch for that. Cindy Perlman in Las Vegas for Dean this morning. Thanks, Cindy. Always good to talk with you. Thanks, Bob. Michael B. Jordan is back in his role as Adonis Creed. Dean Richards is out on assignment this morning, but he left us his review of Creed 3. Damien's fighting the world. He's trying to hurt people. I vouch for you. Let you think you made it? Try spending half your life in a cell. Why did somebody else live your life? I'm coming for everything. You threatening me? In Creed 3, Michael B. Jordan continues and builds upon the Rocky legacy, once again playing Adonis Creed, the son of longtime Rocky opponent turned ally Apollo Creed. In the first Creed movie in 2015, he dealt with being the son of one of the world's greatest champions. A few years later in the sequel, still under the watchful eye of Rocky, he took on the son of Drago, the Russian fighter who caused the death of his father decades before. Now, years later, retired from boxing after achieving the top crowns, a long-lost friend, played by Jonathan Majors, returns to the scene and wants Adonis to give him a chance to fight for boxing's top spots, creating a personal and professional conflict for the two who were once like brothers. Jordan and Majors have instant chemistry, beautifully balancing who they are as men both then and now, creating powerful presence whenever they're on the screen, especially in the non-boxing scenes. Jordan shines, making his directorial debut with meticulous boxing choreography, but interweaving the bigger stories of loyalty and determination and family that's always worked in this franchise. Sports movies always need to be about something more than just 
just the sport, and Creed 3 is. It's beautifully written and superbly acted, not only by Jordan and Majors, but also by Tessa Thompson, Mila Davis-Kent, and Felicia Rashad as Creed's wife, deaf daughter, and mother. It's been a while since we've had such a knockout boxing movie. This one takes its place as one of the best in the Rocky Creed legacy. And is at Dean's List A. Well, you can always get my weekly movie reviews sent right to your phones every week just by texting the word Dean to 97999. Hope you have a great weekend. Dean Richards, WGN News. And before we close up our entertainment report this morning, let's get to the late night hosts. They had quite a bit to say during their monologues last night. They talked about TikTok, self-driving cars, and the Tooth Fairy. Here we go. Seth Meyers, Jimmy Kimmel, and first Jimmy Fallon. Did you guys see this? Today, SpaceX launched a crew to the International Space Station after the first attempt earlier this week was canceled due to a clogged filter. Yeah, it's the first time a space agency dealt with someone by calling in the pool guy. (laughs) Trace, you want to take a look at this? Do I got to put my shirt on? Hell no. Speaking of flight issues, I heard that a Spirit Airlines plane had to make an emergency landing after a battery in the overhead bin caught on fire. Spirit was like, good thing it wasn't one of our wooden planes. (laughs) Yep, the fire was either caused by a battery or the pilot was playing with firecrackers in the cockpit again. The guy hired better people. TikTok just announced that all users under 18 will soon have their accounts automatically set to a one-hour daily screen time limit. (laughs) A TikTok limit is rough. Pretty soon, kids will be forced to watch slightly longer videos on YouTube. I mean, that. what is the world coming to? But this is nice. Facebook said, if you need help making kids quit your app, let us know. You know, uh, this is something. According to the U.S. Patent Office, Ford, the automaker, considered building self-driving cars that can repossess themselves. About two years ago, they filed a patent that laid out a design for vehicles that could drive themselves back to the dealership if the customer doesn't pay his bill. Can you imagine, like, getting evicted from your condo? You go outside and you see your F-150 is leaving you, too. (laughs) Think for some very weird country songs. So that wasn't it either. Ford also proposed a variety of punishments for car owners who were late on their payments, including a vehicle that could disable its own air conditioning and take full control of the car. Basically, every time you drive, it would be like being in a Saw movie. You want to use the brakes? Venmo 50 bucks or you're going down a hill. And obviously customers got nervous when they heard it, so Ford put out a statement. They want to make it clear they're not going through with the plan. Even though if they didn't, it's not all bad. Your car could also, when you get high, go to Taco Bell and get you a garbage bag full of chalupas. The Supreme Court heard arguments yesterday in a dispute between New York and New Jersey. It was the case of A versus O. Very subtle. Very subtle but real difference. New York Times published a profile yesterday of a man who has lived his life mostly barefoot for the past 20 years. And bad news, he's on your flight. (laughs) Officials at a zoo in Nebraska this week confirmed that a cheetah briefly escaped from its enclosure. Oh, good. Only briefly. It's just a cheetah. How far could it have gotten? According to a new survey, the tooth fairy now leaves more than $6 per tooth on average, which explains the recent increase in seven-year-olds taking up hockey. 
<laughs> and finally, a cruise line is now accepting reservations for the first ever three-year-long cruise, two years with good behavior. 